0: What's so special about Hero Bread's Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These
1: ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
2: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros baseball. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Astros and Mariners series. And once again, the official Brand new co-host of Astros Baseball, Steven Peterson. What's up, buddy? What's up? It is a very early morning. If you guys don't know, we're
1: recording this in the morning today. And I'm not going to lie. I was pretty hyped up yesterday, so I had some trouble falling asleep because it's pretty <laughs> much playoff baseball already.
2: You know, it's it's go time. Yeah. So we we just got swept by Kansas City coming into this. But I think Seattle also got swept by Texas. They did. And I wasn't really sure how the Astros would perform in Seattle, but we did. I think we – I don't know if I was alone last time, but we had JV and Framber, so I figured we had the advantage, and we win the series 2-1. to We do. So you're talking about Texas sweeping
1: Seattle. Coming into the series, I was worried because I actually have – I usually like to keep the stats for the end, but this is kind of interesting to start with. So coming into this series, Texas, Houston, and Seattle have beaten up on each other. Houston is nine and four versus Texas. Texas is eight and one versus Seattle. And coming into the series, Seattle was eight and two versus Houston. I didn't know. So, that. Yeah. So everybody was so So we only have the tiebreaker over Texas. Yes. Wow, because Seattle's nine and four over us now. We're nine and four over Texas, and if Seattle wins three of these last four games for themselves, they're nine and four over Texas, or Texas is nine and four over them. So it's very,
2: very interesting. Everybody's beating everybody. So now in the AL West, Texas leads. Houston's two and a half back. Seattle is now four back. They were a half game back, but the Astros have separated themselves a little bit more, and it's a little more comfortable. Uh, the wild card, Tampa Bay has a 10-game stronghold. Toronto has half a game stronghold. And the Astros are six seed. So the Astros are actually half a game away from being the fifth seed, which I don't want that. No. the no, no. Being no, no, the no. sixth seed is way better than being the fifth seed. Way better. Yes, especially this year.
1: This year, when it comes to the playoffs, you want to avoid any sort of hard path in the AL because it is nuts up top. The AL was the much weaker
2: division this year, but it is nuts on the top side. Yeah, they finished fifth. They got to go through Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Yes. Get to the ALCS, and I don't want that. I want to go through Minnesota, and I want to go through Texas. That's That's the path I'd rather take especially with those stats
1: i just read texas can be as good as they want and if they do win the division like i've said before in the show the al still runs through one place and you haven't beat us all year so beat us when it counts you know
2: all right so if the playoff started today the astros would go to minnesota for three games and i believe that's october 3rd the winner would play a five-game series versus texas and that would be October 7th. And September is almost over, so it is almost playoff time. And going into this series, I was thinking, you know what? That would be so weird if we just crumble and we don't make the playoffs. We've been in the playoffs, it seems like, for an eternity. It would just be nuts to not be in it.
1: I, I never had a huge doubts that we'd miss the playoffs, but... It starts trickling in your head, especially once you get swept by the Royals. You're just like, we're just going to miss everything. We're about to go to (laughs) Seattle. They've been crushing us. We've beaten them once. We're just going to, you know, but like you said, you had JV and Framber. You're saying to yourself, (laughs) if this is ever going to happen, it's going to kick off in Seattle with those
2: two guys. All right. So the other side, it was Toronto and Tampa Bay. The winner would take on Baltimore. Seattle and the Rangers start a four-game series tonight. All right. The scenarios. This, this is what this is what I wrote down. This is what I – in my thought process. If Texas and Seattle split, then Texas would have 91 wins. Seattle would have 87. And the Astros already have 87. So they just need to win one time if those guys split. If Seattle wins three out of four – and we sweep Arizona, we would win the division. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I was going to say, you need Seattle to win three, and we need to sweep Arizona. And we, the, the division race is not over by any means. No. You never like, know. Especially Texas could be okay, we just won another two. We're going to Seattle. Like we're in the playoffs, and Seattle's playing for their lives. So you don't know what's going to come out of that series. Throw the stats out, and, you know, you just got to see what's going to happen.
2: It was kind of like Seattle was playing for their playoff lives against the Astros, but they failed. Well, I think the Astros were playing for their playoffs. You know,
1: that one felt like it did last year in the playoffs. And it was intense. It was loud. And I think... The biggest moment of our season happened, and we'll get to that later. But I think that was
2: the series that's going to get us going. All right, so the bottom line, folks, the Astros are not out of it. The path to winning the division is not closed. I don't know if you can close a path. But anyway, I want to bring something up before we get into the games. I saw a video out to the getting hit. And Seattle fans cheer. I don't get that. Like, I know for some reason that John Boy, I think it's pretty much all John Boy's fault, but it's also that Altuve is kind of the guy that was crushing uh, the Yankees people. And the, you know, I don't know. But these guys, it seems like they're booing Altuve. It's like, a hey, the other guys are doing it. Let's do it. But I don't know i mean you're gonna cheer somebody did you see that guy behind him and right right behind the yep screen what a nut job my thing is a lot of people are well you're hitting you know
1: the mariners are hitting the astros i don't think it's anything on the mariners themselves like i don't think Chaz or altuve getting hit was uh, on purpose either way now cheering is one different thing it's just it just doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, those fans were crazy all weekend. I don't. Did you see the guy who got thrown out of the game because he threw a ball to the at the pitcher's mound?
2: Yeah, like, that was a Seattle kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the pitcher's I like think, waiting for the ball, and the, something just comes and hits him right in the chest, and they throw. Yeah, I off.
1: guess he thought it'd be funny, or like those ki- those those fans were just crazy. Like I said, playoff atmosphere, going crazy. You're gonna boo somebody, boo him. Like, your Don is literally your daddy against the Mariners. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like just boo him when he hits a home run every single game against you. Boo Altuve when he's slugging and, you know, hitting doubles. That's fine. But when somebody, when arguably still the best second baseman in all of the baseball is getting hit, that's not good. No. You know? Like, I, I'm not a Julio fan. If Julio got hurt, which he has this year, he's been out. That's bad for baseball, you know what I mean? Yep. It might be good for our division, but it's bad for baseball. We don't want to see it. Just don't do that, guys. Come on. And what about tonight?
2: Uh, last night? We'll see. So bench is cleared. Naris. what I read made a gay, maybe a gay something to. Oh, see, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's what I read. So I, but they're speaking now, another language, so that's just got to yeah, be people interpreting stuff. It.
1: Stuff gets trans out of translation all the time you and said trans living in South uh, <laughs> living in South Texas I know that there's a lot of people that speak Spanish and I understand Spanish uh, pretty well down here a um, lot of words if you just say it a certain way means one thing but if you're in a conversation it means a completely different thing you know so yeah. we don't know what they're saying I've heard that last year, Julio hit a homer off of naris and he pimped it holding his bat down to like literally first base. So it could have been that, but aside from whatever remarks are made, I said it earlier, I think the biggest moment of our entire year just happened. And it was that moment right there. Finally, we have talked about it. This seems just so quiet and laid back. We don't have any energy. The energy was coming from Chaz and Dubon and, you know, Yiner every now and then just with clapping on base, but. There was no moment. And this was like, I'm going to go after their best guy. I'm going to throw it right down the pipe and say the typical, I'm going to throw it, you hit it, who's better? I win. And now it's time to get hyped about it. And Neres has always been the loud guy on the mound, screaming and, you know, getting hyped in general with himself. But for him to go at somebody, and if you look, the team responded right afterwards. Yeah. So, I mean, that was,
2: I think, the, possibly the biggest moment of our year. And I loved it. So, I have the story here. It says, Neris aggressively taunted Rodriguez after the strikeout and he appeared to use derogatory words in Spanish. Uh, Edwinio, what is it? Edwinio Suarez was on deck circle and he heard it. And he said, yeah. I heard that and it pissed me off. I was mad and I let him know, why did you do that? Why did you do that to us? enjoy your strikeout, and then go to your dugout. Don't walk and chase Julio and do all that stuff. But it says something about it, but I won't read that again, but I wonder if Seattle fans are like, hey, fans, I mean not Seattle fans, but the players, if they address the fans, hey, don't be cheering. Don't be cheering. I bet they don't do that.
1: My big thing is (laughs) – the biggest thing i took away and i tweeted this out right afterwards was it shows the replay replay of julio julio has every right to walk up to him and be mad right but julio sitting there wagging his fingers saying don't do that don't do that look i don't care how good you are you've been in the league a year and a half you don't get to say you know this isn't albert poolhole saying don't wait you know when he was in the league this isn't miggy right now saying that even if when it was Astros, Correa was, Correa and Bregman were telling uh, Kelly to do that against the Dodgers, right? They were in the league four or five years. You know, if you're going to go after somebody, walk up to them, talk to him, be mad. But don't try to act like, oh, you don't do that in the league. I've I've been here forever. You've been here a yeah. year and a half, and yeah. you like to strut your stuff. And like <laughs> I said, pimp homers all the time. Can't have it both ways, you know? Yeah.
2: Naris always has exciting moments. He's the most exciting pitcher on the team. And uh, I think if he came in in a big moment, I think that would pump everybody up. All right, let's get to the games, buddy. JV pitched game one. It started out great. Dubon had an RBI single. Maldi had an RBI single. And now Tuvi drove in Maldi. We're up three to zero. And the top of the third, what you talked about, Boo Yordan, Something crazy happened. I can't remember what game it was where they walked Yordan to get the Tucker. It was nuts. Last
1: night, night they did it twice. (laughs) Wow. They did it twice. It's like, yeah, we're going to walk this guy because he's better than us or beats us, but we're going to face the
2: AL leading RBI guy. No big deal. So, Yordan got his 30th home run, and we had that discussion. What would happen first? The 30 home runs or the RBIs. What happened first? Because I think you said RBIs. I think we both agreed that it would be RBI. We
1: both agreed that RBIs would happen, and he hit his 30th homer while having 96
2: RBI. That homer was his 96th RBI. So let's see if he gets there, folks. And then Kyle Tucker in the sixth had a home run. If you want to do that, I can do it. Home run 29 for Kyle Tucker. What's his stolen base numbers?
1: I think he's right there almost to 30, or he might have already passed it. Let me pull it up while you...
2: That made it 5-0. to And then bottom of the ninth, Seattle scored on a sack fly. They made it five to one. That was the final score. JV, eight innings, three hits, one run, a walk, and eight strikeouts. Here's an impressive stat i like to share with you and a very impressive stat from JV's game. Zero home runs allowed. That is a good game for JV. Uh, Abreu came in and pitched the ninth. No hits, no runs, and a strikeout. Jordan, two for four with an RBI. My boy, Martin Maldonado, two for three, an RBI and a walk. The guy was on base three times. Kyle Tucker, one for three. He walked and had a homer. Dubon, one for four. He scored and had an RBI. The Astros, five runs on nine hits, very efficient. Two for six, runners in scoring position. And they left six on base. Yeah. Can you find the so- stat?
1: Yeah, he's 29 and 29. Oh, my goodness. He's one away from both to be the first Astros in his bags to get 30 and 30 club. That's crazy. So hopefully he can do it. I know the ball's fly in uh, Arizona coming up, so hopefully he gets one homer and at least gets on base. And I think you just
2: green light him, right, every time? Go. Oh, go. yeah. Oh, yeah. So game two is Christian Javier. And... Let's get, let me just get to this. All right. So we're down two to zero, right? Javier's pitching in the fifth. There's two on with two outs in a game that these guys want to win so they could win the division. And who does Dusty put in? The guy that cannot pitch under pressure. Unless he has, you can prove me wrong. I don't mind being wrong. Rafael Montero. He has really good numbers lately, but he's not going in in close games. He's going in in blowouts. And the guy can't even get anybody out. And by the time he's out of the game, it's five to nothing. That's not good. I don't know
1: where to start with Montero. I mean, three batters
2: didn't get any outs. Like you said, just, I I just... What's crazy is Souza comes in. What's his yeah. name? Tell me his name so I can learn it. Souza. I thought it was Souza. Souza. Wowza. Yeah. So he comes in and cleans up his mess. Comes in the next comp- uh, inning and gives up nothing. Again. Yeah.
1: He given. He hasn't given up a run. No. as No. An right?
2: His ERA
1: no. we talked about it was seven seven nine. Yeah. Four five. There you go. He's I mean, stud. he is. Yeah. I just don't understand. You look at the rest of our be- bullpen after Montero, it's Sousa, nothing. Maton, two strikeouts in an inning, nothing. Stanek did give up uh, one run and one hit with another strikeout. It was just a solo homer. But I just want to get to Javier because you know how I feel about Javier.
2: Yeah. So I John think- Singleton got a sack fly. He brought in your catcher, Diaz. Ty France got a home run in the eighth. the RBI single in the ninth. in Kessinger, six to two, we lose. Christian out here, four and two thirds. Three hits, four runs, only three earned. Three walks, six strikeouts. Takes the loss, he's now nine and five. He's starting to lose more often. 4.67 ERA. And I'll bring it up again. The guy that they said is going to lead the American League in the ERA in strikeouts, not even close.
1: And a better, a higher odd Cy Young candidate than Framber coming into the year. (laughs) (laughs) Makes no sense. My thing with Javier is I think, and I've always thought this about him. And if you remember early on when we were, I mean, it might've been 19 or 21. I think it was 19. (laughs) uh, He was like only out of the bullpen. Yeah, When he first was in the bigs, he was literally a bullpen guy. And that's all I've ever seen him as is he throws hard and he really only has two pitches. He's starting to throw the curveball more, but it's really fastball slider, fastball slider.
2: That's the definition of a bullpen guy. And he gets lucky and gets involved in no hitters.
1: My problem with him is he walks so many people. Like he only had three this game, but he threw 91 pitches. And only 55 strikes. That is not good. And and if you look at his recent games, it is walk fest, balls everywhere. He's just, he's the wild thing for Major League. Like, he is just, he can throw some heat, and he can do some good stuff. But it is just all over the place the last couple of weeks. And I've said it on here. I don't think it's our our number three. But looking at the rotation, I don't know who would be. Yeah. I heard you talk about it on the solo show that I could have Yeah. Made.
2: Might be Arcade. I, I think so too. The, the last game is, I yeah. will get to it later, but the ne- the last game of the year is to be determined. I, I and was I'm thinking say that too. and I'm thinking like these guys aren't doing it. We need to try Arcidi. But well, when he th- when he got his chance, he didn't do it
1: either. What I think Dusty's gonna do, and I was I was gonna bring that up in a little bit. I have our schedule open. If you look at every other schedule, pretty much in the majors. The rest of the year is filled out with pitchers, and we aren't. We have the day off today on Thursday. I think we might go JV, then Framber on a sh- on one day's less rest. If It's, if it's like, JP,
2: France, and then
1: JV. Yeah, I'm saying after JV, we might go Framber in that last game. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that it depends on what is still on the line. Yeah. If we're locked into the wild card and we can't catch Texas because they blew out Seattle
2: cool start yeah start belac like, or somebody
1: i mean start your starter keedy yeah
2: yeah yeah start
1: and see what he can give you because he'll be still playing lights out, or trying to play lights out to earn that spot back yeah but if if everything's on the line you got to go to Frammer and say, "Hey, bub, it's playoff baseball you got to go four days rest you know let's go well
2: you you'd have to remember wasn't years, lights out years. today he, he he his day ended kind of short today but yeah, not there yet. So I already said this, Montero, three hits, a run, and a walk. Did not get anybody out. Sousa, an inning and a third, no runs, no hits, no walks, and a strikeout. Maton, two strikeouts. Stanton gave up a solo home run. Jose Altuve, three for five with an RBI in the losing effort. Kyle Tucker, two for three with a walk, got on three times. Payne, you three for four. The Astros had 10 hits in that losing effort. Those three guys got eight of the 10 hits.
1: Just, we we talked about this. We've always talked about it all year. The main thing is, when our pitching is decent, which it wasn't, our bats are bad. When our bats are good, our pitching is usually bad. We talked about it, though. What is Javier going to do when he doesn't get run support? Right. Yeah. And you're saying, well, we only scored two runs. Okay. Like that That's keep it close. Keep it two, three. You know what I mean? Like keep it relatively close. Don't need to give up, you know, all the runs in the first three or four innings. Like we always do with him or with some of our pitchers all year.
2: Yeah. All right. So I already brought the, I had this written down about him, you know, being, down two with two outs, and they brought him on Montero. We already discussed it. So let's go to today's game. For Amber Valdez, this is a, you know, we win game one. They win game two. They have a little more momentum than us. J.P. Crawford gets a home run in the first inning. And then the Astros turn it on. Jordan, home run number 31. Ties it up, and then Dubon. Mauricio... Dubon a three run bomb and we're up four to one.
1: That your Don Homer
2: was such a laser. I know you were working nights. Did you get to see it? I was actually at lunch when that happened. It was 16- like a second hardest hit ball, right? And it
1: just Yeah, because he already he already has the hardest hit ball <laughs> at 117 a couple weeks ago. This one was 116.2 And it was a straight line that went 442. And I was telling my buddy, I said, could you imagine if he just hit that thing a little bit in the air? That's like 480, you know, because that was a straight line. If he he just hits it in the air, that thing's gone. What can you say about Jordan? We talked about it. He owns this team. He's getting back into form. He'll be fine. Um, He's up to 97 RBI, three away. We'll see what he can do. That Dubon three-run bomb, I mean, we we have a problem that I'll – get to it's a good problem to have but you almost have to get dubon in the lineup every game like we did at the start of the year but we'll get to it i don't know where you him because because with this game also you know you had everybody it seems like hitting everybody got a hit all of our starters got to hit this game
2: there you go suarez had a two-run single that made a four to three and then top of the seventh the astros turning on king tuck rbi single Abreu RBI single and Michael Brantley, who went four for four last night. I think he did four for four, four for five. Four for five. And uh, it was seven to three. And then my boy, Maldi, hits homer number 15 in the eighth inning. My catcher, not yours. Just kidding. Um, eight to three win. Framber only four innings, three innings less than we're used to. Five hits, three runs, five walks. That's why it didn't last long. He walked a lot of guys. But he had seven strikeouts, gave up one homer. Graveman came in, picked up the win. Naras a walk and three strikeouts. No wonder he was pumped. Abreu an inning and a third. A hit, two walks, and four strikeouts. What do you think about Abreu?
1: When, when they sent Abreu out there for the second inning, so that was, uh, I believe they said that, Abreu's career high before was thirty six pitches, and he threw forty four. Jeez, and I've talked about it over and over again on this. On this, we we've talked about it. You know, the back end of our bullpen that we set up is Nerys Abreu, Presley, yeah, Nerys Abreu, Presley. It's what can you do with Mayton, Montero, Graveman, right? Sometimes Which- I forget we have Graveman. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was when we got him the first time. He He'll was come in out. and I'm you know, like,
2: oh yeah, I forgot about this guy.
1: I mean, 11, he only threw 11 pitches kind of like, all right, you did your job to you, yeah. you know, but Hey, that's the big thing in, in October baseball, get up there and do your job. Um, so I think we, we've something that's been brought up on the show is we need to find that first guy out of the bullpen still. It might be Sousa who knows, uh, He's been pretty dang good. Who
2: knows what he's going to do with a little pressure, but that was some pressure coming yeah. in for uh, Montero the other day. Altuve went two for five. Abreu went two for five. I hate the Abreu slander. It bothers me. Brantley, Brantley four for five, and Dubon had that three-run three, three uh, run homer, and Maldi had his home run and one for four. So we win the series, and there's nothing left to do. Except hand out some hardware.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
2: Do you have yours ready to go? I do. Locked and loaded. All right, let's start with Pitcher. I will tell you mine first and I'm guaranteeing you this is going to be your guy, I have ju- Junior Varsity. I have Justin Verlander. Oh, the PA announcer coming out. Too much high school JV. football for yeah, us. I, I know that. I have it
1: written down as JV, too. <laughs> but, yes, you're correct. I have JV as well. Um, doesn't pitch like a JV player, but you know his initials can be whatever he wants. <laughs> All
2: right, position player. I don't I think we're going to gonna have the same one. I don't either because I think – You know, like, I'm trying to think how to say this. I want to call it the eye test, but if you're looking at the frills. But I went with Altuve. Because I think, so I can't remember why, but like he had three hits when we lost. And it's kind of like how Altuve goes, the offense goes. And he... I got I got him. There was a reason why, but that's why I got I got him. Mean, to- he's up
1: to three sixteen, which is great. Um no, I have I have Dubon. Oh. DuBon hit the three run homer yesterday to give us a big lead and some cushion. And then uh or tonight, and then um game one, that the two runs he two RBIs he had was on two outs to get us going early on as well. So, I think both of his hits were early hits that were like extremely key. So, I have Doobie. Yeah. In game,
2: our, in game one, he had an RBI single. Yeah. That was the, uh, the game two, two. He probably didn't do anything. And then he had he a three run play. homer last night. Yeah.
1: But both of those, both of those, you know, it was a two out, two outs in the first game to get us a lead for JV. And then yesterday, that three run bomb to get us a bigger lead. Yeah. Um, I had to go with him.
2: So let me, let me look at it again and show you why I picked Altuve, folks, in case you wonder why. So Altuve had an RBI single, drove in Maldi in game one. In game two, he had an RBI single in the ninth when we won six to two or we lost six to two. And then last night he went two for five. In the loss, he went three for five. He had a good series. All right, Coach Rose. We better match on this one. I got Martin Maldonado. We do not match. How can you not have Martin Maldonado? Because I said it to start
1: I said it to start the the show pretty much when we talked about things before the game.
2: I was gonna give it to Salza again.
1: I've got Hector Naris. I
2: was like, like, this guy's three time winner. No, I've got Hector Neris. I said it that moment,
1: three strikeouts, getting fired up. Finally showing that this team is okay. It's go time. The team rallying right after him in the seventh. I thought that was, like I said, the biggest moment of our year, possibly getting everybody going rallying the troops. Hey, it's time. Who cares if they hate us? We're hated. We're loved. Let's just go and play ball with some fire. Let's do it. And they responded instantly. So, I mean, like I said, I think that could be the biggest moment all year.
2: Yeah, so I picked Maldi because he had a RBI double in game one. Mm-hmm. He went two for three. He was on base three times, and then he had a home run in game three. He did not play in game two. So I will but, tell you this, and I have it written down here because I have parentheses around it. Or
1: I had Dubon as the Rose, and I had Maldi as the hitter. Until the I, I ner- thought about until, that too. until the nearest moment happened. And I said, this guy's got to – he can't be the pitcher of the series because JV was
2: – He know. could. He could. He's a pitcher. Ah, but, but JV was – Wow, you know. that would have been nice to hear someone say that Maldi's the player. Of the, he's been the player of the series once. Hey, Maybe career – so so you talked about it real quick on Maldi.
1: 15 homers matches last year, which is uh, ties his career high as well. So last few years, he's had his career high in homers with 15. Uh, some a couple of other stuff from Game Three. Altuve hit a double in that game. That was his 400th career double. But yeah, I saw that. Uh, Framber had his uh in one of his seven strikeouts, first 200 strikeout season for Framber in Game Three. So Framber reached 200 strikeouts this year for the first time ever. Altuve 400 career home runs. I mean uh, doubles. Sorry, I wish. And then Maldi tying his career high again with 15 homers. So, this is a good game three. A lot more than just a win. A bunch of good
2: things came from it. So, let me tell you guys this. Next Sunday, we're going to do an end-of-the-year award show. But we're also going to do... I think next Sunday, it's this one coming up in a couple of days, right? Yeah. So, we're going to cover the Arizona series, and we're going to record the other one in the same day, and we'll probably release the award show on maybe Tuesday morning. But I I brought the stats up so I could check Tucker's stolen bases. He has 29 stolen bases. But it's like Tucker, Alvarez, Tucker, 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 Bregman, Tucker, 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 Tucker. This guy's got a good chance at being the player of the year. So, I said it for the first four
1: months before um, I joined the show. <laughs> I thought Tucker was the MVP for for the whole – I mean, he was hitting at that time. Like, his his batting average has dropped, and he has fallen off a little bit. But with how good of an outfielder he is, with that arm he has, plus uh, we were – like, he was the only reason we were even relevant for the first two three months when we were struggling. Yeah. Like, he was literally the only reason – and I have this discussion a lot with a lot of other sports, too. It, it, it's how you view MVP. Is MVP the best player?
2: Or is MVP the most valuable to your team? I was going to bring that up. I would say Kyle Tucker's been the best player. But the MVP of the team, the most important person we have on that roster,
0: think is we Mauricio
2: know. Dubon. Oh, wow. Okay, you're going there. Look- Look how look how va- what would we have done if we didn't have Dubon to play for Altuve when he was out all those times.
1: See, I thought you were going to go the opposite of that cuz when Altuve got back is when we started winning and making
2: our run. That's true. So that's what I that's where I thought you were going. But out but but the way the what I – my thought is this is that Altuve's out. And usually you're like, "Oh no, Altuve's out." But it was like, eh, we got Dubon. We're okay. He's like, he was hitting like 340 for two months. Yeah,
1: it, You weren't worried about it. You weren't like, so, oh, God. So that brings me a good point so we, we can close the show on this topic. I was talking about it yesterday. It's a good problem to have. So we have Brantley back now, right? And I want Chaz and Dubon in the outfield almost every game with Tucker. And I want to DH or Don. Problem is then Brantley can't get in the game. So what do we do? Do we only use Brantley in lefty matchups? And that's when DuBon could like what do, what do we do? Brantley's been on
2: fire. He's hitting three twenty. <laughs> like like but he only plays like once every five games. I know, that's what I'm saying. And he hurt his hand he hurt his arm throwing something and and I saw somebody post a gif of like someone picking up a turkey leg yeah and all the bone all the meat falls off of it yeah and they said this is Brantley when he threw that ball. I didn't think he was coming back. Yeah and they put him in the
1: game and he goes four for five. So my question to you is and know you're Maldy guy what is your go to lineup the last three games to end the year? Any order. It doesn't have to be in batting order.
2: I would say uh, Maldi, Abreu, Altuve. You know, you could also put Dubon at second and D.H. And Altuve because he's really good at second base. But I'm saying Altuve, Pena, Bregman, the normal infield, and Kyle Tucker. And I would – Man, I, if he could, if he was healthy and could play all the time, I would want Brantley in left field and Jordan DHing, and then uh, Chaz in center. That would be my lineup right there. Do you
1: ever look at Yiner back at first like you played a little bit this year?
2: No, no, because defensively, yeah, Abreu really good. Defensively was- uh, is a big difference. Yeah. I and mean, that's what Mr. Lucas said on here is like everybody wants you know the the diaz and and Chaz fans they only want to look at offense, but you have to play defense too. Chaz is I don't know if that argument goes with Chaz is really good defensively, no, I know
1: okay. I was gonna say at one at one point, I think he was leading baseball in they do like this percentage stat catch thing of when the balls hit, what is your percentage to catch it. And if I remember, I heard from the All-Star break last year through August of this year, he led
2: baseball in 10% or less percent catches. I got like some he, comments about that. They're like, yeah. hey, I respect Mr. Lucas, but I don't really agree with that. Yeah, you I know, don't. Jazz is really good. But I'm that's just, why I, I was, but I think what he's just trying to say is they're like, look at this batting average. Look at this X-Fib, or I don't even know these things, but, yeah, yeah. you know, like exp- that's especially first base. Like on TikTok, they're like, why is he starting? Because he's the best first baseman we got. That's why. Oh, no, I love Abreu.
1: I'm fine with it. I've talked about it. The fans need to lay off of it. But, yeah. All
2: right, folks, we're out of time. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, Steven's off today. I stayed awake. And uh, we're done. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Peace. There you go. I was waiting for that.